Support for the Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. All one word at manscaped.com. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com. If that's if my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Boston Pizza's new playoff menu developed using Fanalytics. BP has run the numbers to craft the perfect playoff menu, which includes our winged ribs, the new league leader in wings above replacement. Visit BP for puck drop tonight. All right, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. So game two, Leafs win, 7-2, to five-goal win, joined by Jason. What's good? Pretty much this episode, if you listen to the first one, minus the, the format and such, this episode is going to be pretty well like the complete opposite of what we did in game one. Yeah, I, I, I think there's like a little Easter egg in the first episode. If you listen to it backwards, you'll actually be listening to this episode. Pretty much. <laughs> like, <laughs> just listen to one it team just got, again, one team just got stomped. Yeah. It, it was really funny to watch that because think about like how nervous, like from game, end of game one, I was like, okay, like pick it back up. Game two, fresh, you're only down one, saying all these positive things. At about five, I would say, I was getting so nervous. I was like, what if they they don't come out hot? Like, I wouldn't put it past the Leafs. What if they don't come out hot? What if they don't give the effort necessary? What if this, 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 and this? If you leave Toronto down 0-2, like, oh my. I, I was psyching myself out, essentially. But then... Now, flash forward five hours or so. Oh, holy relaxing, I gotta say. This feels a lot better. Feels good oh. to win a playoff game. Oh yeah. And uh I I was in the same boat as you. I had those the same feelings uh as I had game one all day, like pits in my stomach, like just nervousness all throughout, like mm-hmm. just worried, like it's just hard to get through the days. Like it's it sounds crazy, exactly. but like um yeah, it's it's like we've been doing this now for like I think we started this in the Montreal series, so this is now our third go around in the playoffs. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you were, you've been doing this podcast longer, but I've I hopped on with you in that Montreal series. Um, yeah, I did uh, Boston series, the last Boston series, but I didn't do it very well. I did it like a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I did the Columbus series, which was very interesting, um, and then we did we actually got like a good product together and did Montreal. Yeah, and, and also side. Side note, I still remember uh, Big Leecho calling the 4-0 sweep on Tampa. Does that, I Not 4-0. Say... I, I think he said a few games or whatever, but he said Columbus beating uh, yeah. beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. I yeah. thought that one was insane, but that was wild. came true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... The biggest upset of all time, he somehow predicted it. Craziness, but yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, again, as I was saying, though, I've been like, doing this for a while now, and like, just the pit you get in your stomach, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's just gotten worse every year and got really nervous this year. Oh, really? 
Yeah, like just just the nervousness in in general for me at least to just Yeah, I don't know. Um I just it's the 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 worry I'm worried to get hurt again, I guess, kind of kind of feeling. So, but yeah, it definitely it's it's it impedes with your day. So it's especially oh, after yeah. last I wouldn't doubt that at all. Last game's performance, but anyways, um happy, happy with how they performed because yeah, again, like you said going in the weight off the shoulders. Exactly. Vibes are not especially, there. Yeah. yeah. When they went up three nothing, it was just like like cruising after that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Yeah. So how do we wanna what's the structure? We had you read it, rewrote it down. Uh I don't know. Like I just I think the biggest thing we should touch on is the, the difference between games one and game mm-hmm. two. Obviously a lot of those are gonna be obvious. Some of them are a little more nuanced. Uh hopefully you stick around for those nuanced takes. Um, and then just a couple concerns that we might have after mm-hmm. this game and not, not concerns in the sense of like overblown concerns, just again, like just because we won the game seven, two doesn't mean there's things that we shouldn't be worried about. doesn't mean everything's fine and dandy. There's all, there's a couple of things yeah. that I think need to be addressed. Uh, and then after that, just a little discussion with where bunting fits after the suspension. Cause uh, we haven't, uh, th- that, that news came out. After we recorded last episode, we yeah. wasn't we weren't sure still what this two more games going to be exactly. So um, I think we kind of expected a little bit less than that. I think most people expected a little a little oh, bit yeah. less than three games, but uh, nevertheless, here we are. Um, so yeah, here let's we are. You know, just get started yep. with the changes from game so, one to game two. What you saw? Number one, the the first thing, the starting line was your best player, Austin Matthews. Like, am, am I crazy for calling him the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Best player in this series? Absolutely not. I think he, like Hart Trophy winner, back-to-back Rockets. I think he still deserves that title. You put him out first, and what happened? They drew a penalty, and then in one thing led to another. They ended up one up one nothing. Game one, you started with the captain, which like sure it's still a very good line, but you didn't start with Matthews Marner. Uh, Matthews Marner, I guess it would have been bunting that one. Mm. You, you you did it this one, and it started out with a bang. They started out hungry, and it really set the tone for the rest of the game. Very very small, not really like the like the biggest biggest hit, but like it, it had a big impact on the rest of the game. You you kind of got rolling. You kind of fed off that momentum from there. Am I crazy for that? That that, that is a difference. Yeah, no, right? I think that's that's a good difference. And on top of that, like like you said, how 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 we got our first goal, that all leads back to the pe- the penalty taken by. Uh, for who was Ian Cole, I think, and then Ross Colton, yeah, and and then uh, the from from there, uh, that penalty is drawn because again you have that your your best guys out there firing on all cylinders. Mitch Marner for checking pressure, for checking hard on the on, in the ozone, picking off a pass, forcing the defenseman to make a make a business decision, makes the business decision, gets in the box for it, and hey, it leads to a goal. Hell yeah, a goal from Mitch Marner. Goal from Mitch Marner. Who, funny enough, we were. It wasn't too long ago that the like Leafs Nate, or actually everyone was complaining, not complaining, but it was a fact. Mitch Marner hadn't scored a like playoff goal in God knows how long, and he hadn't scored a power play goal in God knows how long. And now, you know, on the board, another uh, with another power play goal. So I mean, he that was this, great to see. He has six points in two games so far. Can so, we? What are the leaders on the Leafs? Uh, I'll check right now. It doesn't. Uh, give me, give me a minute here. But like, can we, can okay. we buck, buck this trend of him not being a playoff performer now? Like, not yet. We need a win around. All right. 
I, I still love Mitch Marner. I still think he was great last year in the playoffs for Tampa uh, against Tampa. Um, game one, I saw a lot of people complaining about his performance. I mean, crazy. He wasn't on the the ice for a goal against at five on five. Am I not correct there? Uh, wasn't on the ice for a goal against at five on five. Was on the ice for on the power or on penalty kill. Like maybe maybe you on, can fault but... him on goal two a little bit. Sure. No, that that was. He was on the ice for that goal too. He was, and he flipped it into the neutral zone though. And uh, it was a turnover, and he got off, and then that opened that lane. But could you argue Nylander didn't get back with too much pace? Possibly, could all, I don't know. You could also argue the positioning by both Tavares and O'Reilly, them basically they standing next deep. to each other. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, I don't but, know. Sure, it's not a great play from Martyr, but anyways, not a great play all like around. Three from points. The team, but yeah, 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 three points. I mean, the, the 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 first goal was a great play by him. The second point that he got, like. I don't know. He didn't, he hadn't touched the puck in like a minute. So I guess you can nix that. But then the third goal in garbage time too, whatever. So I don't I wouldn't say he played that, that bad. He didn't play great. I mean, you didn't get a five well, on five point until the third period when it was already well, too late. No, but. no one on the team got a five on five point until the third period. And the totality of how That's the true. team played to only single out him like is, is silly because again, yeah, like you said, everyone played like shit, but like of everyone yeah. who played like shit, he played the best of everyone playing like shit. I'm not saying he played amazing i'm not that, saying yeah. he which deserves an mvp for the way he's playing but in that yeah. game uh to, for me if, if you're singling out marner there i think that's silly. i think there's about like two other guys 10, 10 to 15 other guys you could have singled yeah. out there yeah but anyways there's a great start from him he started yeah. off the game very very hot so we have that to uh to lean on there but yeah so that was one of the differences another one of the differences just by like you know, he wasn't available tonight. Michael Bunting out of the lineup. Callie Yarncroft slides up on that first line. They changed up the second line. They put O'Reilly to third line center. And they moved up Alex Kerfoot. And they put together an ever so similar line that, uh, you know, we uh, we all adore. I don't know. I hate that line so much. Yeah. Honestly, guess what? It performed okay. tonight somehow. Yeah, and and let's let's uh, I guess we'll get into this with the the differences between the second and the third line because I think, um, yeah, like last game our second line was O'Reilly, Tavares, Nylander. You just you're you're bumping down, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, and it really strengthens the, the strengthens the third line. Um, but p- bumping Kerfoot up, I know you're against that, and I not not that I'm like 100 percent for it, but I think it's it's almost like a sacrifice you have to take to make the team overall better, right? Because I think. The most sure. important thing to have, like if you want to keep Tavares and Nylander together, together, the most important thing you need is a a really good defensive player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know who else you would put there that would make sense, right? You, you kind of get what I'm saying there. I understand I, what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it runs so hot and cold that it, that's where it worries me. And I think everyone's seen it. Like, just for some reason, it 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 doesn't work. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I, that's why I was concerned going into this game. And I understand what you mean. Like, what else are you going to put there? Like the obvious answer to a lot of people was maybe Matthew Nyes. I mean, it was his first playoff game. Do you really want him in the top six? Maybe you want him with a more defensively responsible player like Ryan O'Reilly uh, and Nolachari too. He's no slouch defensively. So I understood why they, their thought process behind it. It just, it didn't feel good to see Alex Kerfoot back in the top six spot. 
I'll, I'll tell you right now, one thing I picked up on this game, I was at the game. I'm very lucky to go. Crowd was electric. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, one thing I picked up at this game is that they were targeting our second line. They were trying to get Kucherov, Stamkos, and point on that line against that line as much as possible. That's one thing I noticed. Uh, and I think there were a couple D zone draws where uh, Keith opted to put Ryan O'Reilly in that on that line instead of Kerfoot. And I think that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but yeah, just maybe something to note, especially going into Tampa for the next two games. Uh, if we stick this, with these lines, just be wary. Pay attention to this thing as you're watching the game because I think it's kind of cool to pick up on these things as you watch. Uh, that I think I think John Cooper is going to be targeting that line with uh, the the point Kucherov stammer line. And I mean, like they won seven two, so who really cares? But no, of course, of course. Tavares was sub fifty percent expected goals. He was at forty six point five two. Yeah, yeah. Just be careful with the yeah, yeah. Expected goals in a in a game like this, you just make sure they're, they're yeah. scoring venue. Just you just yeah. Anyways, um, but some interesting. I mean, Austin Matthews is also at thirty six percent. It's it's crazy, but this... it's like yeah, they won seven two. Okay, I, I just want to comment on this: the discrepancy between money puck and 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 uh, natural stat trick is just weird for this one because usually natural stat trick is a little harsher on expected goals. Money puck is the more generous model, but there are mm-hmm. some players on money puck who have like significantly less on ice expected goals uh, for percentage. And then some guys on uh, like, and some guys who have more, like for example, John Tavares compared mm-hmm. to natural stature, he has a lot more on, on money puck, like individual expected yeah. goals. Uh, and then a guy like uh, Matthews and Marner there, they were like the two worst forwards on the leaf, according to the Leafs, according to expected goals. So just, just interesting to see. no, oh. No real comments. Well, yeah, Matthews was the worst on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And then it was Nylander, second worst. Justin Hall, third. But and this is in again, percentage. Again, like what in uh, expected goals percentage. Yeah. Expected goals for percentage. Yeah. I mean, but then again, like what really does expected goals tell you in a game that was 7 2 and it was 3 nothing at the end of the first period? Exactly. Yeah. It was 1 nothing to start, like right off the bat. And, and, and mind you, it was 6 1 going into the third. And I, I know that Marner, mm-hmm. Matthews, Nylander, John Tavares, even Ryan O'Reilly, they were they were like Keith was trying to limit their minutes out oh, there. Here we are. Just That's just why. just for the safety of them, uh, which is a smart thing to do because yeah, Tampa was getting a little out of hand towards the end of the game. Very. Did you, were, so okay. A little off topic, but tell me what the broadcast was like for the, the fans, fans with the penalty box, because those guys were they, around they the highlighted box, they were going them. nuts. They highlighted them that they were going nuts, and you did see the guy a little bit. He was trying to fight Tanner Janot, which is like, like, how drunk are you that you're trying to fight Tanner Janot of all people, or Pat Maroon? Like, I can understand Corey Perry; he looks like a like skin and bones, but Tanner Janot, like, I believe sets like set like the record in the WHL for bench press. Like, out of all the farm boys, he is the strongest farm boy. That's not mm. a guy I would. Uh, I would want to challenge in any sort of manner. I don't care if he has both hands tied behind his back. He'll still knock you out. So, yeah, there was a guy, he drank too much, and he tried to fight uh, fight one of the Tampa Bay Lightning players. I believe Pat Maroon, I saw something about Pat Maroon tried to spear one of the fans or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. There's glass between the, the, fan, the fans and the... And he tried to reach over. Exactly, yeah. So it's on, it's on the fan for trying to reach over there. So... Um, Pat Maroon tried to reach over. No, I, I know. It's a, oh, oh Pat, 
what like, happened from so your perspective for, from i i didn't see what happened i couldn't see everyone was standing up around the the penalty box mm-hmm. from my angle just couldn't really see what happened but from what i heard in the bath after the game uh apparently one of the fans tried to like climb on top of the glass had his hand over the glass pointing and like yelling at maroon oh. and that's when maroon kind of Swipe this stick at them, I guess. Uh, we, okay. we need we need the NFL all twenty two angle of what happened there. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> that top top down angle, just yeah. to, just to see what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. yeah, in terms of going back to the expected goals conversation, there was a shift where Matthews in the third period, games out of hand, point three five eight expected goals against and zero four, which that accounted for. Of his 0.55 expected goals against, more half, yeah. yeah, more than half came in one shift in the third period. Yeah. So, what does that really tell you? That number, the 36% number, not that much. And then, exactly. yeah, even you look at William Nylander, just in garbage time. Oh, that's yeah. Sam Lafferty. But yeah, no, yeah. I, the, the point is, though, it's, it's yeah, important. The second period. Yeah. It, there, there was like one big situation that happened against and like the in garbage time where it knocked down these guys numbers so who really cares what what does matter is they won seven two exactly these numbers are important but you always have to contextualize them you can't just take them at face value yeah i was trying to look at it and be like hmm like tampa bay was targeting john tavares and resulted in a lot of chances against but it seems like garbage time did start pretty early in this one so it's like you have to take these numbers with a grain of salt but Hmm. anyways so the second line was a different look with Kerfoot. Uh, same, same, but different look with Kerfoot, Tavares, Nylander there. Different from um, the first it did, Yeah, it did work in the sense that, like, Tavares scored and Alex Kerfoot was the screen, which I never thought I would say that, say be saying that ever, that Alex Kerfoot was the screen on the goal, but he was, and he did a good job on that screen. Um William Nylander did score, and that was on the power play too. Though, but he had a primary, he had a an assist in this game. Yeah, so that I would say that line was fairly successful. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, to put a bow on it, I think the biggest thing that that line does for the rest of the team it allows it allows us to play deeper with the other guys we have. Uh, like just just pulling Ryan O'Reilly off that line, it allows our team to become a lot. Oh, it becomes deeper. deeper. Yeah, like, and and more more of an onslaught of attack from the top three lines. Cause you have to be less strategic with your deployment. If you're not loading up the two, top two lines, like you did in game one, game one, the issue I had a big issue with the deployment of um, the Leafs in game one, you took too many penalties, number one, and that kind of screws up the flow of the game. And it screws up the ice time of guys that don't play on the penalty kill, namely Austin Matthews, as I mentioned, pretty damn good player, and William Nylander, and even John Tavares too. And it resulted in the following. In the regular season, Nylander plays 1342 average time per game at 5-on-5. That is 28% of the Leafs' total 5-on-5 time. Austin Matthews plays 1529. That is 32%. In game one, William Nylander of the total five on five available five on five time played 29% and Austin Matthews played 30%. So Austin Matthews fell in terms of time, like total percentage of five on five time. He's on the ice and Nylander only went up 1% and 
and that's rounded, so it was less than 1%. You needed to get those guys out there more. Like Mar- Mitch Marner played 23 minutes. It doesn't. Mitch Marner's out of this conversation totally, and he played enough 5-on-5 five five too. So he's out of this conversation totally. But you loaded up those top two lines, and you didn't play them enough. Nola Chari played more 5-on-5 five five minutes than Austin Matthews. So now this game, you didn't have to be as like, chess-like and tactical you were able to roll your three lines that you had there you were able to roll a matthews line a Tavares line and a ryan o'reilly line and i would say it worked i thought ryan o'reilly on his own line played fairly well i mean he didn't get the he didn't get the points i don't believe do you get any points no he got no points but he might as well have been on the the score sheet tonight because just his his, on ice you got it you got an assist you got an assist okay his on on ice impact was through the roof same with Nye, same Six with Achari. Six shots, 0.76 individual expected goals, four. Like, ended ended with one assist. Uh, led the team in individual expected goals, four, at five on five by a lot. 0.62 over John Tavares is 0.34, who, I mean, we've gone how many minutes now in? We haven't mentioned that John Tavares got the first hat trick by a Toronto Maple Leaf since Alex McGillney in 2003. Are you kidding me? What a game. What a game. What a massive game. Compare this to last year. What did John Tavares do in the first three and a half games last year? Uh, he was he was invisible, but... Ditto. Yeah. Nothing. He's been... Well, I wouldn't say game one. He was awesome. He he played very well in the power play. Play, in game played one. very well tonight. And he played very well tonight. So kudos to John Tavares. What a game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And you rolled those three lines and I thought they played very well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like I think I think the biggest impact from those three lines was mm-hmm. felt midway through the second period. There was, I want to say like five, like legit and five. One? Yeah. Uh, no, no. It was uh maybe it was 3-1. I'm not, I'm not 3-0. sure what the score was exactly at the time, but there was legitimately 5 minutes where the Leafs were able to make I think almost 6 or 7 changes in the offensive zone where they were just coming at at the Tampa Bay Lightning wave after wave mm-hmm. after wave after wave after wave and it was I'm pretty sure it went uh I I I wrote it down. It went line I think it was line 2, line 3, uh then line 1. So and then after that it was uh I think they they did a mix of O'Reilly. Uh hold on, sorry. L- let me pull this up. I-, I wrote it, I wrote this down somewhere. It was so good you wrote it down. Yeah, so it was line two, line three, line one, JT, Will, O'Reilly, Austin Matthews, Marner, Nyes, and then their fourth line. That was like the role that they went with. Over In the second that, period, I, yeah, yeah, all, over that offensive onslaught. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and pull this for tomorrow and try and post it on Twitter if we can. Um, but I just thought that that, like, it. We, listen, the the funniest part, it did not come with the goal. I think it was that. You know what? It was before we got scored on. It was three zero at the time. Yes. Okay. I remember the shift exactly because. Yeah, I- and- and, and was, I saw the, the funny thing was with it, like it wasn't like it was just in the offensive zone because you would have scored if that happened. The puck came out, they regrouped, and then it came back in. Exactly. And then they were able to continue the cycle even more. What was funny, I thought it was very, very funny. And just I was it was just one of those like obviously that happened moments. It was Alex Kerfoot getting a chance in front of the net when it was 3-0 and he whiffed on it and then they went back the other way like a minute later and scored. Yeah, that was jokes. That was jokes. 
That's but just the Alex Kerfoot experience. It's the Alex, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. like uh, again, like it, I just want to hammer this home. Even if you don't like that second line, it opens things up so much for the rest of the team. Uh, just in de- deployment wise. Um, so. I think it goes back man, more so than that. I think it goes back to your point that you had in the series preview where it's you're less reliant on that second mm-hmm. line because you have a legitimate third line. It's not the old oh, black hole shut down zero zero third line anymore. It's a black hole shut down third line that can also score. Yeah, that has has a former Con Smythe winner on it. Exactly, and like let's let's get into that fourth or uh, it's not fourth line. Oh my god, that was disrespectful. Third line, uh, third line right now because I thought they were fantastic, and it's it's ironic because we're because we're talking about the depth scoring, how like yeah, like having that third line it helps you out because you can get goals from them. They didn't score tonight, which is funny. Went like as as a they had unit. a goal against at five on five. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little ironic. Um, uh, no, no, they didn't. Nylander was on the ice for that. It wasn't that unit. Oh, it was, well, Ryan O'Reilly was on. Ryan was O'Reilly on? was. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, uh, those three yeah. though as a unit, man, that mm-hmm. like uh, that is a that is a a wonderful line. I was skeptical going into it because I was worried about the foot speed of Ochari and uh, Ryan O'Reilly. That's with, true. With Matthew, all Nyes. three of those guys don't really aren't really burners. Matthew Nyes is an okay skater. I would he's argue not a burner. I I don't think he's an okay skater. I'm gonna give him the bump to ab- ab- above okay because I. I I thought he looked like he looked like a good skater out there. He looked like a good skater. He looked quick. He didn't look slow by any means. Oh. Uh I I I thought he looked good. I personally thought like Okay. Talking just skating. Totality of his game, I thought he looked amazing. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And and I think that line works like beautifully. I don't know if you have any nuance you want to mention with with any any nuance points with those line with that line. Um I mean, but, he took the one penalty, got the like I thought it was soft at first. He took two penalties. Yeah. Second one was like oh, on on the power play at the end of the game. He was just like a little excited. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. Honestly, like I thought the first one was soft as well. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, but he he got the he got the stick in a little bit too close, kind of thing. He was over. He was a little excited, which is again like yeah. penalties like that. I don't think those are like re- repeatable. Like I feel like he, he's not gonna. It's not like uh, no, you're gonna you're gonna take those because like exactly. the way he's so aggressive on the puck, right? But, but but I'm okay with that. Here's the thing, like I and, and I and sh- I'm happy that Sheldon Keefe was okay with that because yeah. sorry to, sorry I mean, to cut you cut you off here to come yeah. into the playoffs though led the team in hits tied with Zach, Zach Aston Reese who had a big game and really needed a, that big game from him. Absolutely, right? yeah. And the, that man, like that that line, if like for the love of God, we need to keep these lines together, these four lines because they look so good. That that line is a lightning rod for us with with the amount of physicality on it. And and the forechecking pressure that these guys provide in this in the in the like amazing cycle game that they can create in the mm-hmm. offensive zone, packaged all of that with their like Achari and O'Reilly are great defensive players, so they're not a liability at all. And they they hit home. That's like a playoff third line. Like when you Ooh. when you talk about playoff third lines, that is a playoff third line that can get, bring you energy by being physical and cycle the puck and and be aggressive down low. That's like. Man, that that line is legitimately a lightning rod for us. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good label. Yeah, a playoff third line. And when you think about it, I mean, I don't think you're out of control here. It's Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Chari, and then and Matthew Nyes, who's been I haven't had many bad things to say about him, right? And I mean, 
they played pretty well together. So, all and, right. And, and, and listen, like some may say like, hey, you can't label Matthew Nyes. I like, I don't know. You can't put that label on Matthew Nyes just yet. He's still new. But like, if you look over at Brock Baber, I get it. He's a much better, much better ped- prospect pedigree drafted mm-hmm. much higher. And he's, he's out here playing minutes. He's Not out here playing. Better. Pardon? Not much higher. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But similar. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying though. It's like you, yeah. he, they're like uh, they're throwing him to the fire. They're seeing if he can swim. Like we're we're throwing knives out there, and it looks like he he's doing little nuanced plays that I think, um, he he has these skills that are translatable to the NHL. There was one Aggressive one play on the puck, exactly, and and there was one play in the offensive zone that I want to touch on. Uh, Where he drove the net. That okay. <laughs> First of all, that play was, that was beautiful. Nice that was beautiful. Just to be able to like sh- shed the pressure, cut down low and, and drive dr- directly to the net, just to be confident enough to do that. That's something that you don't really see many NHL players do already. Uh, like third line players, they don't do that. So yeah, nice is a confidence to do that. I think it was massive, but there was, there was a different play I wanted to touch on. It was uh, nothing big came of the play. It was just a scoring chance for O'Reilly, but puck got dumped in. And Nyes was win- ri- winning the puck race. I think it was, I want to say it was Bogosian against Bogosian, but he was winning it by a lot. And instead of just trying to get to the puck first, he slowed down a bit, bumped Bogosian before they got to the red line. The puck was in the corner before they got to the red line, gave him a bump, created space for himself, collected the puck, spun off the boards and fed O'Reilly coming in and they got a good shot off. And it's not one of those, it's not like some people may watch that play and not think much of it. But when I see that play, I see a guy who has the NHL uh, ability to identify pressure on his back to create space for himself and to create a scoring chance out of it, which is again, like, like, like we said, like, this is what you need out of your third line. Yeah. Elliot McKay was actually pretty good at that too. Yes. That's a, that's a really nuanced skill where it's as opposed to like, you're winning the puck race. You'd think, okay, keep going at it. But when you bump the player, when you stick your ass out and you bump the player like that on the forecheck, it creates just that much more space, that little bit of extra space that you can then, when you get the puck, you're able to feed a teammate or do whatever with it. But exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. And when you do that, it, you're, you're getting into their space first before they mm-hmm. get into your space. So it's, it's a win there. It's uh, again, exactly. all around. I'm I'm lo- I love Matthew's nice play. Um, he really showed that he does like it's not, not even a question. He's playing next game no matter what. Uh, Bunting could be back next game. I'd argue he'd be in the lineup right now, like regardless. So yeah. he's earned his. Spot. I'm surprised how many people are clamoring for Wayne Simmons. I don't really get it. Um, may- maybe we can transition to that to like some concerns because, um. Okay, I mean the one thing that we do need to point out yeah. to temper to taper off everything to temper it. I don't know what the word, proper word is. Tampa Bay did not have Cernak and they did not have Headband. We said it how important having those top four D is in the playoffs because you only pretty much only play four defensemen. When you take two of those four defensemen out, you're gonna have a rough, rough time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that 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 should go with without saying obviously those guys are massive for for Tampa and it looks like I don't know it, it looks like the way that Hedman was skating today he'll probably be in next game I have no I'm it's game time decision so we'll yeah. see there um Eric Cernak I have no idea 
Yeah, like, that's that. That's a wild card there. But again, like just from the beat reporters uh, from Tampa, just the way that they were tweeting, they seemed like they were saying that Hedman could play today, but then see, I don't know. It, yeah, I agree too. They it, it could come back, and that's a whole different ball game right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, right. So, um, but yeah, I think I think we we're getting into the like just some concerns because I think you mentioned Wayne. I see people, yeah, like you said, online clamoring about Wayne Simmons. Where do you mm-hmm. think that's stemming from? Uh, it's just like a toughness thing, Physical a fighting thing? thing. Like I guess the third period. So compare like the the third period from game one when they were getting blown out to what Tampa did tonight. Right? They just wanted to see some sort of effort, some sort of life, and you didn't get that in the third period. As opposed to like, what did Tampa do tonight? Like really in the third period, it was nothing. Yeah. Honestly, what is it not- like? Does it? What happens in in at the start of game three? It's still a 1-1 series. It's yeah. still a 0-0 game to start game three. Doing that sort of nonsense at the end, I don't know. Like it, it could bring life to the room. It could bring be just like a self-motivating thing. It definitely does give confidence to your fans. Like, yeah, like we're still like we're still in it. We're still gonna fight to the very, very end. Like I don't know. The Leafs didn't do that in the end of game three. Did you really like, and then they came out hot to the start of game one. So would having, adding Wayne Simmons in game two have really, what would that have done? What did they want? Eight, two, probably yeah. not. I wouldn't say so. Like Wayne, Wayne Simmons in terms of his fighting ability and whatnot, like think about game two last year. I still am scarred from game two last year where he took, four minutes in penalties i think it was and tampa bay converted on i think both of those they were unnecessary after the whistle penalties and tampa bay made the leafs pay like and he played like three minutes that game and then we didn't see him the rest of the series so So, i think that's a little short-term memory to be like yeah we need we need wayne simmons in so no we don't just to clarify you're talking about uh in for game two not for game three because i i even saw some people saying i saw a lot of people both i don't know yeah okay well here's the thing so i i agree with what you're saying what you're saying with the game two stuff i think this was the right i think you just you should not be in this series at all i i agree i agree somewhat but here's here's where i'm gonna push back a bit i thought the fourth line tonight looked good but i thought against sam lafferty just didn't play well i just thought that he didn't play up to up to the standard of what we need from our fourth line i thought that he was he felt invisible for me tonight there was one play Literally at the end of the game where he got a rush chance. That was the only time I noticed him. And I, I don't even think Tampa he was playing. He didn't drive through the net. That no, and, 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 and I, don't yeah. even think, I don't even think Tampa was playing at that point. I, it looks like he just took advantage of a team that wanted to get on the plane ride home because there was two minutes left in the game. And also, I'm pretty sure it was on the power play too. It was like a four on three or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can see. I can understand why some people might want to put Simmons in instead of Lafferty, but but I I I just can't I can't get on board with it. He's just too slow. He's too slow. His game's not there anymore, unfortunately. And and again, like you said, just like too much of a liability on on the penalty differential. Unfortunately, he just Mm -hmm. he'll. The problem is he will never ever 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 get the benefit of the doubt from the refs anymore. It's just whenever something happens, even if even if he wasn't doing anything. Even if one of our guy gets one of our guys gets roughed in a scrum and our ref and a ref is gonna call that, they'll just slap Wayne Simmons on just for his reputation, say like yeah. offsetting, get in the box. We've seen it many times. 
when he was playing throughout the season. So, and I mean, how many fights were there tonight? Two. You have guys that are willing to fight. Yeah, Luke Shen. That was a heavyweight tilt. You have Luke Shen in the in in the lineup now. Mark Giordano even went and fought. We don't want him fighting. No, but Mark Mark Giordano got into a fight. Justin Hall even got into a fight tonight. Yeah. But it's I mean, ass kicked by someone five inches shorter than him, I think. But he 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 did his best. Yeah, and and a uh, little side note, complete tangent. But man, I hate Patrick Maroon. I feel like I've say that say that every podcast. I hate but like, Corey Perry. What what a bum Patrick Maroon is trying to like. Uh, sorry, was that wasn't even Maroon? Oh what am I God. what am I talking about? Wow, honestly, that was that was rude of me. It was Bogosian. Bogosian's a bum because oh. uh, Bel Belmar was going to fight That's Gio, and then Bogosian just came in, just came Ooh. in and fought. Uh, like that's a good teammate move i guess but like belmar had Bogosian got scratched in game one yeah i i can see that but i but belmar had the gloves dropped with like already and they were ready to go at it and then he just comes in out of nowhere anyways whatever it's yeah jay would have kicked his ass yeah so gotta get the Bogosian's a big boy i mean that's one of the only reasons i mean he's in because of all these injuries but if he's gonna keep a spot that's one of the reasons why so he was like i need I need to step in here. Yeah, fair, <laughs> or I'm fair never going to see the ice ever again. Fair enough. I, I think it's so. just a little different when two guys have already like dropped the gloves and agreed yeah. on the fight. You know, it's like they both can see blind sign like, them though. No, fair enough. Fair enough. It's just eh, it's just like Still a little fair. Yeah, you just wanted to see Geo beat the piss out of Pat, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, but regardless of Simmons, what were your thoughts on the? fourth line any any general thoughts between i thought there were there was a couple good cycles they didn't cost you like they did last game um but yeah a few really good cycles they scored which is actually the most important you finally you got some you know some of that five on five depth contribution that we've been clamoring for ever so much over the years so that was really nice to see as well i mean Solid like Zach Aston Reese, better game after a terrible like this fourth line was horrible in game one, and I thought that they were better in in game two. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, so I guess no, probably no changes. We'll see there. No, the game two, I don't see any changes. I'm just trying to think of how to transition to this because I, I this might be like looking a lot like way down the road because we're still. Two games away from Bunting. The Michael Bunting. Yeah, the Michael Bunting. So what's that after all. game? That's after game four. Game four. So game so, five, he would be in. Correct. Assuming he's in, because honestly, like, if the team plays like this mm. for the next two games, I don't know how you can justify taking anyone out for him. It, and if you do, it would be someone from the fourth line. The and fourth I, line. Yeah. Like, if like, what would you do right now? Like, how? Where would Bunting slot in for you if he was playing tomorrow? So hypothetically speaking. If Michael Bunting was available in game three, where would I put him? That's a tough one. Because uh, um, just quick, I wouldn't quick. go 13 forward. I wouldn't, I would not go 13 forwards. It would, no, you can't do that. You cannot do that. I don't know. After so, tonight, who was the worst forward? Like, it so, would almost be Sam Lafferty, but they like him for that speed. It would, so maybe it would be one of Sam Lafferty or Zach Aston Reese coming out. And that means where would he play? Fourth line. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I was kind of trying to get the to that. The kid played well. 
I agree with you. Like, I don't think there is any way you can touch that top nine. They just looked, unless they gave you a reason otherwise, they look so well tonight. And I, and again, maybe it's just like a one game thing. But even last game, I felt like we didn't lose the five on five battle. The most important thing we have to focus on here is the five on five battle, because that's where the majority of the game is played. We lost by like, we had four power plays goals against. Inopportune right? power plays against. Exactly. So power like, play goals. And I five on five, I thought we didn't play too poorly. I thought we were pretty good. Tonight, we were fantastic. We were amazing. We blew them out of the water. Um, in game one? Yeah, so I, I thought they weren't... Uh, I, 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 they, it was not a four-goal differential. Yeah. I thought it was subpar. For sure. But it wasn't as bad as what the final score said. For sure. And I think the tinkering with the lines helped remedy the issues we had in that first game. Yeah. Um, you also just got a better start too. Exactly. That, which that is really that, helpful, but that helps the power well. play continues to roll. Yep. Oh my goodness. I've, I'm like, it, like they're, they're, I think it's, we, so after goal one in game one, I was expecting them to feed the bumper a lot more. It seems like they're going a lot of screenshots. Am I right? Well, uh, that's how Marner scored. That's how Mar- that's how Marner scored. Um, and that's how Nylander scored game one. Uh, maybe that maybe that's the the strategy where if if um if they're gonna try and block the low to high, and if they're gonna try and block the the cross seam pass, like logically that would mean the defenders are clogging up the middle. So let's let's also clog up the middle as well and try and get shots through. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait, um, did Nylander score five on five tonight? What did, where did, when did Nylander's goal occur? Because it's not showing up at five on five uh, or I five thought, on four. I thought was it, it was four on four. I, I'm not sure. It was not on I the power remember. play and it was not at five on five. That's kind of funny. Was it four on four at the time? Anyways, it doesn't it, matter. I think it was, a, five, was it a, oh no, no, it was six on five because we had the pulled six goalie. on five because they pulled the goalie and we got the, the four. That was some great work Stammer. too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was interesting because, like, on that shot, I don't have it in front of me again. I wish I did, but, like, great little top corner schnip. But, yeah, in terms of there was, so the Tavares power play, because it was Tavares and Marner that scored on the power play. I can't remember Tavares's. It's escaping me right now. Um. I wish I had it, but mm-hmm. anyways, Marner's goal was clearly through a screen. And then there was another power play that gave me that inclination that it was, they're really, I, I thought they were going to try to force the bumper, but they were really looking for those screenshots. And I mean, when you have, or I, I guess it's something that you can just like default to if the point shots aren't working, but you know, it is also something to look at. Like Eric Cernak's a very good shop locker he's not available he's a very good net front player he's not available mm-hmm. so yeah take advantage of uh that real estate front yeah exactly and um yeah those are those are those are good points there and yeah it's it's always good when you can have you should just rely on one way to score multiple on the power options. play multiple, multiple options looks. is important exactly right even just <laughs> having a plan a plan b plan c instead of just relying on one thing to make it work also, correct me if I'm wrong. Ryan O'Reilly was taking faceoffs on the power play. Yes, yes, he was. He was, and uh, 
that's no disrespect to John Tavares, but Ryan O'Reilly's legit. I think top two was top two this year in faceoff percentage in the NHL. Oh. At least, at least when we acquired him, he was in the top five. Uh, oh wow! So I might be wrong there. I might get I might get uh, uh, yeah that statted on Twitter for that. But I I I do recall us like talking about this earlier. He on won the this. draw on the Marner power play goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, something to something nice there. Also, a reason kind of why he's on. He's been moved up to that top power play. It's it's a strategic move, and it seems to be paying off. Yeah, right. And 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 another small thing I want to touch on. This is just like a small, maybe tactics thing. Game one, it feels like we did kind of nothing off the draw. We we were we we completely crushed them in the faceoff circle, but it's it felt like we didn't do anything as a result of it. Yeah. And I thought like just our set plays off the draw, like we got a goal off that from Riley where. Um, I guess our set play is to have the board side winger in the offensive zone to try and jump behind the centerman and either pick up the puck and drive the net or pick up the puck and give it to our D man. And when they do that, it, it forces the defenseman on the wall to follow them um, and, and kind of stay with them. When that happens, that opens up a lane. And that's exactly how Morgan Riley scored his goal. That lane, I think it was, I don't know if it was Nylander or Marner on that wing, but they jumped out. They, they ran the play opened up the wall for uh, Riley to come down. Riley comes down. It was Nylander. Riley comes down, passes the puck to Tavares, and we scored. So a mm. uh, small, small tactics thing that I think... Um, the set did... plays off the playoff. Exactly. The, the face-off. That mm. we didn't really convert on last game that we were doing yeah. this game, which is, which is good and which is, yeah, important. That's an interesting little pickup there. But, yeah. So power plays humming. Five on five look really good. They started on time. Ilya Samsonov, a better game, didn't have to do too much, wasn't tasked with too, too much. 22 shots against total. Uh, it seemed like, I mean, you mentioned that it looks like he's laboring. A little bit. I think bit. everyone's really noticed it. I noticed it in game one. I noticed it, like, I don't know, when was his last start? I, I noticed it against the Panthers. Like, he's been laboring for quite a while. It seems like he's managing and he's able to keep playing. So he will, but yeah, just something uh, that really sucks to see because it's like, it feels like at any given moment he could go down. Knock on wood. But yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, bounce back game from him played all played pretty solid. I don't really know why he went stack the pads on the Corey Perry goal. I really don't think that was necessary, but it was garbage time. So who cares? Yeah. Right. Inspired by Mark Andre Fleury's performance last night, the stack the pads. I mean, yeah. Linus Allmark did the same thing. Yeah, and Linus Allmark. And Linus, Linus Allmark unnecessarily did stack the pads, and then that's how Florida scored their fourth goal. Yeah. So something about the stack the pads, <laughs> as people do. I, don't, I don't do know. it. Get it out of your game. <laughs> like sometimes you need it, sometimes, but it was like yeah. just unnecessary times where it was like the player just held it for point one seconds longer, and then they had a whole open net. Yeah, because they can so. just easily react to it and see you're doing that, and then if you're the know. first, if yeah, if you're the, first, the first one to do react. it, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, what was on? What, what was else we had on the docket? For today? Uh, we we nailed kind of everything here. There's one more thing I want to touch on. Yeah, um, it's Justin Hall, and I feel like he earned his spot in the lineup the way he played down the stretch. I've yeah. kind of been defending him, but man, after tonight, like. I don't think he was on for a goal goal four, which is tough to do. And Whoa. and I, I go before the second goal, he was 
he was a minus one before the second goal that uh he was before. minus one on five on five in terms of goals. Yeah. And so, at expected goals, he was at he was forty four point eight two. Yeah. So not just again, I, I know we, we kind of mentioned with other guys throughout those numbers, but it's not like I, I I'm focusing less on the expected goals against them, just kind of like more the plays that he made on the ice. I just felt like he made a couple of big event negative plays. One of them that led directly to a goal. Uh, and he's not looking fluid. He's not looking like he's handling the four check. Well, and all, all the reasons why I wanted Hall in over Lilligren kind of they're gone now. Cause he's not playing well, well against the four check. He is giving up these big event negative plays and they are causing like massive, massive, uh, ma- massive, big, like negatives. Just, yeah. Big negatives. Um, so, that was kind of the argument against having Lilligren in because Lilligren is prone to doing those things. It doesn't handle the forecheck well, but we got Justin Hall here doing all these things that Lilligren is good at. So in totality, Lilligren has a better game than Hall. So if they're going to both do the same things poorly, we might as well play Lilligren instead of Hall. That's yeah, kind of like it's just the, last the shot blocking on, on the PK. That's the only thing there. Yeah. That Justin Hall does better. And I mean, that's something to consider. Know. Honestly, I didn't did really. Did Tampa con- score on the power play tonight? I don't think they did. I don't think so either. Damn it. Uh, it's almost like I really should have this in front uh, of me. The, and the, I don't... Here's the thing. The no, Perry, they didn't. Perry one might have been on the power play, but I like. Again. No, uh, it was not counted as power play. Okay. Yeah. So. So. Nice. Whatever. But. Um, pa- penalty kill prevails, but I see what you mean. Justin Hall is really. Like, you know. He's struggling. It was not a great game one. Uh, goal number one was uh, in game one was terrible. And then, I mean, you're a minus in a game where your team won by five. So that's, Sports, a, yeah. again, not a not a good look. And you were outchanced when you were on the ice as well. Four to two at five on five, and you were a minus one. You know, not the best. Not the best. But... Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I don't think they'll do it. They just love him too much, it seems like. And they love his his ability to shut block shots on the penalty kill. But, I mean, if he has another game like this in game three, a lot of questions have to be asked. Yeah, absolutely. So so you're saying, you're saying no change for game three? I don't think they'll change it for game three. Uh, so he better come out hot, but... Game four, why not? Yeah, you preach enough. this accountability down the stretch when you were scratching Neeland or uh, William, uh, wrong Swede, Timothy Logren. <laughs> so, you know, but it is getting into that territory for sure. It, sorry, it's in that territory for sure. He's not playing well, playing probably the worst out of all of our defensemen. Am I wrong on that part? Yeah, no, I think I think you're right with that. I thought like just tangent tangentially about our other D. I thought uh Shen had a good game. Uh I thought yeah Riley had the best game of Big his fight. career, honestly. Oh um, four four points on the first four four goals. Like give that to me ten times out of ten. Um I thought McCabe and Brody were steady and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Geo Geo looked good too. Yeah. So Hall Hall definitely was our worst defenseman out there. And and on the puck too in the offensive zone he just like a lot of dead ending plays, which was annoying. So, yeah, Morgan Riley four points tonight. Crazy, 
what a night. He he helped us get off to that hot start, if we're going to be honest. So, and listen, I, I'm a known Morgan Riley detractor, and I will, yeah. I will be hard on him when he plays poorly. But at the same time, I will give him his respect when he plays really well. And tonight, he played really well. So, I do want to give him his respect. Nice. Nice. Yeah, need more from that. So, things to watch for in game two, in game three. Blah. On the road. Is Tampa going to change up their lines? How is Sheldon Keefe going to uh, react to the Tampa Bay Lightning's line deployment? I would say, like, how is he going to? Is he going to be gung ho on making sure? Oh, they have this line out there. We need to put out this line. Or how is John Cooper going to line match against Sheldon Keefe? And how is Sheldon Keefe going to react against that? Is Hedman going to be back in the lineup? Is Cernak going to be back in the lineup? Um, Will he make any changes with that Matthew Nyes and Alex Kerfoot? Probably not there, but yeah, I, I think a lot of in-game strategy things to watch for, especially with line deployment, line changes, as well as uh, um, injury-related news on the Tampa Bay Lightning front. I think those are the two biggest for me. Yeah, the yeah, absolutely. Biggest thing is you're right, injuries and then also line deployment. Um, I could see maybe like Hagel dropping Hagel or Kaloran dropping to the third line, Colton getting the bump up to almost kind of like match our depth while still maintaining that second line, uh second line's defensive ability. Um yeah. along with that third line. I don't think I don't think Tampa's gonna touch their first line at all. I really don't. Because no. I, I think like I said this earlier, I think they're gonna be targeting the John Tavares line, and and rightfully so. Like, if if you're a team with a good offensive line and you're playing the Leafs, I think that's the only line you can target because the other three are really good, like really really good defensively. All, all of them have good two way games except for the fourth line, which is like still a solid defensive line. So mm-hmm. I think that first line is probably going to stay the same. If we're going to see any changing, it'll probably be a mix of the second and third line. Yeah, minor changes though, right? Yeah, yeah, minor surgery as a. Yeah, as they say. I think after Coast. tonight, I don't know how you go back to O'Reilly on the second line. Oh God! If like that, you unless you Champa you makes no, no, major changes no, to no, no, their no, no, lineup, no. I don't think that you know. No. Even then, no, you can you literally can. Why? Why be reactive to what they do? That's true. You, you just outplayed them so hard by finally, like we we said this. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, like we said this before the series. This is the optimal line. This is how we should play. They didn't go with that with game one. They got smoked. And again, I'm not going to take, I, I'm not a results-based analysis kind of guy. I like to look at the process, right? Did the second and third line play well? They played horrible. They were our worst lines on the ice tonight. Did the second and third line play well? They were the best two lines on the ice for us. Like we need to play this, this lineup. Like we actually yeah. have to. I will be so frustrated if we go away from this lineup. Exactly. Um, one other thing to watch out for, um, I mentioned it earlier in terms of Nylander, Matthews, what percentage they played the least five on five time. Uh, tonight, they didn't play very much. I mean, understood it was getting very chippy out there. Lots of fights. You don't want them really out there in those situations. So they their time on ice wasn't that high. I mean, overall time on ice, uh, Matthews was at 1652 and William Nylander was at 1537. And then, like at five on five, to look at that one real quick. Uh, Nylander was at thirteen nineteen, and Austin Matthews was at twelve forty two. 
So it's like it, it was garbage time most of the game. So just give them some rest. Don't overplay them. What's the point of doing that? So game three, the thing to watch for is what that five-on-five time on ice is. Yeah, it, it, and, for those and, guys. and for three. Nylander, even total time on ice, he's he's on the second power play. You got to get him out there. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I I know the five on five stats are probably similar this game to last game, but I think it's different story when you're up. Yeah, four goals uh, as opposed to down. That's justifiable not playing your best players when you're up. When you're down, it should be the other way around. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, exactly. In, in a closer game, expect their minutes to get bumped. Just they better. I mean, better, expect yeah. we we <laughs> they better. Who's expecting? Right? <laughs> Who's expecting these minutes? But yeah, that was pretty much all I had. Yeah, um, yeah game three. Let's go. Let's ride this this wave of positivity that they have until third uh, until Saturday. Saturday, NHL playoffs. It's gonna be Here electric. We go. Yeah. Is that all you got for today? Yeah. Just one Same more here. thing. One more thing. Focus. Just that third line. I'm I'm labeling it. it's the lightning rod line. Let's let's get that going. Like I love. Like, come on, you you got me you got me fired up earlier when you said when you like like the name. Like can we can we make it stick? Like what's like the lightning rod line? The lightning rod or because sure. it because it, I feel like it has like a it's it a grounds the Tampa Bay Lightning exactly. It's a double <laughs> nasty. I love it. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Go, let's go.